Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of Naked Sunday. I am your host, Caleb Nelson, and I have the lovely Jackie Baker on the episode with me today. Jackie, thank you for being awesome and joining me on this fine day. Oh, wow. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, you're awesome. Now, I don't have any plan for this show other than this one thing, and I like to start every episode with why I appreciate my guests. If anybody hasn't heard this before, I always like to do this because I believe we need to start telling each other why we love and appreciate each other. In this small way, I believe it's the first step towards a little thing called world inner peace. But hey, maybe I'm just a dreamer. We'll see. So to that effect, I love how just straight up real you are. There's something about authenticity, especially in this day and age where there's all the filters and all the stuff and all the, everybody's putting on a facade from our first conversation. You're just straight to it. Like, you know, this is me. This is what I think. This is where we go. And I love that because especially nowadays, like all you can really ask for is somebody to be real with you because then you can actually have a meaningful conversation. If you don't, we're just two strangers passing by. So I love that about you. I appreciate you being that. And uh, thank you for joining me today. Well, it's my pleasure. And, you know, the reason why I'm joining you is because you said nothing was off limits. <laughs> oh, well, especially on something like Naked Sunday. How could it be off limits? You know, <laughs> there's something to go with that. Let's do this. You know yourself better than I. Jackie, please share with the audience. Who are you? Hey, um, I am originally, in case anyone hasn't picked up, from Derry in Northern Ireland. Um, I came over here 10 years ago to England, so I live in the south of England now. Um, and I became single in my uh, early 50s. And from that, I, I set up select events, which was events for over 50s. And then during the pandemic, I trained to be a, an accredited matchmaker and then launched my own uh, introduction, bespoke introduction agency called Select Connections. Um, so from then on, it, it's, um, but it's dealing in the demographic of singles in their 50s, 60s and 70s. And I rare, rarely say over 50. I do say it every now and again when I have to keep down on words. But the reason I say 50s, 60s and 70s is because in their own decades, they uh, embrace very different things and need very different attention and very, you know, it's all it's you can't you can't judge them all in the one box. You can't just say they're all over 50. Um, it's a job I very much enjoy, especially when I get it right and I manage to match some people. And it has its has its moments like any job um, in reality. Uh, but. I enjoyed. I also do some dating, mentoring and coaching. And I'm one of those coaches and I tell my clients, you know, I'm not going to go around things nicely. I'm going straight in there. I'm going hard. I'm going heavy. I'm not going to let them get off with anything. Um, and I will question them on everything because that's where they're going wrong with dating. It comes right back to what I just said beforehand. If you ain't going to be real, what are we doing here? So it takes somebody who is willing to be real and straight up to be able to call that out. Yeah. I, wow. Matchmaking in general, like, you know, I think a lot of people think about like matchmaking is like, that's just something you see in the movies. I don't, I, what drew you to this path? Like it, obviously you said you had your own, uh, the, the, your own divorce and your own like 
singlehood in your in in, in that time but like what drew you in to be like wow this is a place i can serve um i suppose most of my life i had been in i had worked in uh business development for a university but before that i have trained in hospitality worked in very high-end hospitality and you know what it's always it's like dealing with people i was always good at dealing with people and i was always able to diffuse situations um outside the home <laughs> that's why i'm single <laughs> um but um i suppose when i when i sort of started the singles events i thought actually i can i can do something more than this because i felt that i was running my events because they're not dating events they're socials because a lot of my demographic come to me because there's no stigma attached to the events it's not like a dating meat market for older people they're socials and should they you know like get along with someone at the event then even better but they won't go in with that stigma so they tend to want to come on their own then and they tend to want to come because it's not labeled dating and I thought well sure out of this then I can do the dating after that um and as it turns out there's a lot of people that you know there's not a lot left um other than online dating these days you know here a lot of people don't go to bars or you know the pandemic has left a lot of people where they're just just you know during the pandemic we didn't even look at each other in case we got COVID when we were out walking our dogs you know it was just like let's see how far away we can get from each other um it, it seems crazy now um where we're at but the bespoke matchmaking came out of that one you know and that and a lot of people are confidential later in life when they want to date they want to do it confidentially they don't want to go online they don't want to be seen online there's a lot of people that have had really important jobs maybe retired and that's not for them well that makes a lot of sense people start to value their privacy a lot more especially online especially nowadays because you don't know what's a spam scam or whatever and Especially no. when it comes to intimacy, like now we're really getting there. Like, you know, people in their twenties oh. and thirties are already just annoyed with the online dating, and you feel like your part is just some meat market. It's like swipe left, swipe right. Well, you see, the the Gen Zs and the millennials—they're all they—they they, they grew up with with online dating, whereas I am from the boomers, just literally, just literally scraped into the boomers by my teeth. Um. And that, you know, we weren't used to that. We were used to 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 dating face to face, to real dating, you know, not digital dating. So it's something that we've had to get used to. Um, and there's a lot of lot of scams there as well. A lot. I mean, I'm actually speaking at a a mental theft day tomorrow about romance scam. And you know, when I done my research, obviously I know what it is and I would I, but I wanted to get some figures and facts on it. And it is quite scary and they prey on the older single people that are lonely and more you know like susceptible to being easily taken in wow well it's i mean it's tragic because loneliness mm. when you're feeling desperate it's 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 bad it really is bad um loneliness is a is a big thing amongst you know like older people um and it it it's well it, 
it's horrendous anyway without then being taken for a ride and your emotions being you know it leaves you know even if some people who scam them don't get to the point of taking their money maybe they've groomed them for weeks and you know then suddenly they ask for money and it's a massive red flag hopefully but it's not for everybody then they're just left you know like it's it's it just it's it's bad for their self-esteem a lot don't talk about it a lot don't tell other people about it and then they're just left and they don't want to go back online again in case they're going to get scammed again so they're just lonely and and sort of feeling foolish and silly for believing that person well not only that getting their hopes up of like i'm not going to be lonely anymore that's that's got to be the ultimate letdown of like I got to imagine you're talking to some people, whether they've gone through a divorce or maybe they've lost a loved one or their, their, their spouse or whatnot. That's a, that's a hefty emotional burden to say, I'm opening myself up again mm-hmm. and then just have somebody take you on a ride like that with lack of integrity. I mean, it's that the irony of relationships about relationships is um, yeah, it's, it's tragic. It's the lowest, isn't it? It's really, they have no morals. They, you know, they could be talking up to 25 people a day. You know, they're all packed in a room, um, mainly in Nigeria, part of uh, the Red Axe gang, as such it is, that are the are the main gang that look after romance fraud. They don't care. They don't, they don't care. They're handed a script. They're given like a caseload and they're told to, to get on with it. And the person on the other end just thinks they found someone that has fallen in love with them. And every day they'd be looking forward to their conversation, a form of, you know, uh, you know, like engaging with someone. And then suddenly it's all gone and they feel so foolish. And, you know, money in some cases, if they haven't, you know, taken their life savings is a least of what they take from them. Mm. It's the hope. Yeah. I think the hope is the one that really. Whew. Wow. Mm. Mm. What's a, some... It's a big what... thing. Yeah. What's something that you did not expect getting into this line of work, like connecting people like that? This is, I mean, basically there's a, pro- a promise or an expectation like, hey, you're going to help me find somebody that truly aligns with what I want, where I'm going with the rest of my life and somebody I can share my life with. That's that's not a small no. investment of time, energy and resources. Um, because that's the ultimate thing like everybody wants love right who doesn't want love yeah and and you know sometimes because of the age there's an air of desperation especially you know from the singles in their 60s they're just like I need to find this this person I don't want to grow old alone I don't want to be alone um one particular lady I have that lives in London, she had three children, a husband, she had a relationship or two after that. But, you know, the three kids have gone and she just gets up every day to an empty house, you know, and that's like, it's, it's tough. You know, she comes down, she doesn't want to come home from work every day because she's by herself. And so she fills her life with activities totally overkills herself with activities because she she wants to find that guy and she came to me and it's such a big ask you know and I have to be careful how I manage that ask and how I manage their expectations in the way that you know I say I can put these I can help you 
myself and my coach, we can help you reframe your thinking to a point and we can help you get better a better thought process in place to open up that you know that possibility because when a lot of people come to us they've got this very you know sh the, the, this relationship shopping list with them and it's it's unreal it's unrealistic it's it's you know, if you're going to follow that list, then, you know, but they've had these ideals in their head, either from when their husband and wife left them or when they passed away, that this is what they were going to get this time. You know, this is this is what I'm after. So you have to try and manage that and take them back to a reality check. And then, you know, any of them that have online did it. Um, and actually, one of my clients that came to me and she was scammed twice online is getting married on the 20th of May. Wow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Never married, age 50. Um, so if they come to you and they've been online, then they've got the whole online way of dating, which is something that I have to disperse off with them straight away because online is just like right, left, right, left, right, left. Who cares? You know, um, first thing is what's the picture look like? You know, and then you analyze the picture where they're at what way they're standing, what they're holding, you know, as they've got a squinty left eye, you know, and then you think, I'll look at the profile now, you know, whereas we have to make them concentrate on the profile and the values that they find and the commonalities and, you know, that jump out at them so that when they, when they meet them, they're, they're not got this big long list of things. They're actually expecting a lot less. Let's just get to date one. Have a nice time, relax, and let's not expect so much. Um, spend less than an hour together is what I say. If if you find that hour's passed nice and quick and you've had a nice giggle or you know, interesting, then comfortably move on to day two and see from that. It's removing all those big expectations that ooze out of the person on a date. Wow. So I appreciate what you're sharing there because you hear a lot of similarities in business and in health and all aspects of like th when there's this overblown expectation that you're bringing to the table right in the beginning. It, I mean, we've talked a little about it's like it's proposing on the first date. You're expecting it all to be all right now. And mm. you're, you're paying you're basically setting up almost an impossible feat for the person on the other side of it, whether they're awesome or not, or I mean, they, um, let's assume they're awesome. No matter what, they're not going to be able to live up to the, any of those expectations because you're just looking for all the flaws as opposed to, Hey, let's just start here. Which mm. you look back at anything you've ever really been successful. And it's like, cool. Let's just start here. I was still interested. I came back again. And it's almost like you're strengthening the muscle. You're doing a couple yes. reps at a time. You're seeing the thing. You're getting the routine mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Not a sexy answer because everybody wants to walk off into the sunset after they felt oh, lonely forever. But they uh, want the spark. They want the spark. Now, when they come to me, you said it was okay to swear on the show, didn't you? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Good, because I say, fuck the spark. Every time they come to me, I say, where has the spark got you? What is it all about? And I actually wrote a blog that says fuck the spark. <laughs> um, because it's shit. It's it's rubbish. It's unsustainable. You gotta work at it slow but sure. 
and those steps because a spark is something that's you know attraction there and then it's not necessarily good for longevity um so start the other way and work your way to that because you'll find you know when we were younger we used to talk to people you know meet the mad hawk here and there and bars and restaurants and i'm the worst one for it now when i go in somewhere and i'm on my own for a coffee i sit and i sit on my phone so instead of looking around me and maybe making eye contact with the guy and going you know like hi we're all sitting on our phones without able to talk to someone that just walks in and then 15 or 20 minutes later thinking you know actually I'm quite attracted to them because they're really interesting or they're really amusing or whereas you wouldn't even have given them a second glance. Mm. We don't take time for that anymore. We want it. We want it now. It is sad that that's the bar right now. I think there is something inherently tragic that the bar for... Well, I wasn't even talk about dating or romance. Just human decency is to... Like, hey, put my phone away, look oh, yeah. around, maybe acknowledge somebody else's existence, say, hey, maybe hold the door. I mean, shit, say hi. I don't know. Like, but yeah, those little things, I think in an era, what I'm hearing there is that in an era of all this convenience to be distracted by the media, the whatever in front of you, to consciously make the effort to put that away and be present with the people around you hmm. however nominal it doesn't need to be you know i'm trying to engage the entire audience mm -hmm. but even just to say like oh i see somebody and a nod of acknowledgement is mm -hmm. is leaps and bounds mm -hmm. leaps and bounds different from the the 99 of people in 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 society right now yeah and and communication which is eye contact and a smile you know I mean they're like first impressions you know that's and if you don't make them then you know you can't move on if you're not putting yourself in a position to have that eye contact and then to smile at someone you know then you're not going to have that in real life experience of dating definitely not the sexy answer people want to confront no. we're but gonna have to do this slow also, what's very unsexy as well is that I say to them, you know, I can put these people in front of you, but I can't make them fancy you or you them. So it can be, I had a lady at the weekend and she was so excited about dating this guy and she's in her mid 60s and he was very nice, to be fair, but they had a lovely date. Again, I think he thinks he's more than what he is. And they had lunch and chatted. And then when they went to go, he said, she was quite, actually quite blunt. And she said, you know, do you want to see me again? Which I don't quite often get with the ladies. And he said, well, if you're, you know, if you're being so blunt, then I will be. And he said, no, I don't think we've got a connection. Even though they'd spent all afternoon together. Mm. You know, and then she came back to me and she said, you, did, you, you know, what? what is wrong with me? You know, why, why did he turn me down? And I said, well, that we can't control, you know, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder in whatever fashion that becomes, whether it's through personality or through, you know, a certain type of look that you have or how you dress. Um, but, you know, we can put them in front of you, but we can't make the chemistry. Well, I think something else within what you just brought up there 
is important for people to realize that it's probably good to know that right off the rip. Like, mm -hmm. hey, if they're they're really not into you, cool. You don't have to be strung along and wait and hope that they're going to answer the text or whatever. Like, cool. And you found out. But I think the other side to that is ask why. Hey, so what specifically? That's a mm -hmm. hard thing to say, especially like, hey, well, what's what are you not interested in? And if you're good on you as a human being, it doesn't matter what they say. You're just like, oh, oh, we truly don't align. Like we might have had, there's, there's a difference between being friendly and having an intimate relationship. That's, mm. a, that's okay to differentiate those things. If somebody's looking for a specific thing in a romantic partner, it might be very different. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they weren't into you. It just means they weren't into you in the sense that they, you're expecting them to want to be into you. And yes. that's, that's also okay. But you can also get a greater sense of, oh, wow, I actually understand who I am. I hope that people like that are listening to this or people that work with you, like you understand yourself better. I think mm -hmm. that what happens, I'd be curious to hear some of the, your, your, your insight into this, but I've got to imagine somebody who goes through a divorce or whatever, like maybe hasn't been very introspective on themselves. You kind of lose your sense of self at when you go through a transformation like that. Cause it is your, a lot of times people have defined themselves by what, who they were married to and the, the kids they had and all that stuff. Like, you're in a, like you're in a new place what actually matters to you now that that could be very different if you don't get scope on that that's you can't make an objective decision about like wait were they actually good for me that's I mean, it might sting a little bit in the beginning but man save yourself three years of not wondering if that person really was going to be it or not I, I i don't know like it's hard i totally agree yeah i agree with with everything you say they need to in a way, after they've come out of the relationship again, for whatever reason that was, bereavement or divorce, is to regroup, you know, regroup because you are a new person. You need to remember the person you were uh, before becoming one half of another. And, you know, how how has your life been? You know, have you been the one that's been doing everything? You know, because that would have tended in the, in, in the boomer days would have been the thing, you know, that, um, you know, the wives would have done one thing and the husbands would have done the other. Whereas nowadays it's all a bit more, you know, crossover. And why, you know, look at yourself before you move forward. Look at the mistakes that you made because you did make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're both, if, you know, even if you were married and bereaved, I have a couple of ladies on my books at the moment who who lost their husbands, but it wasn't that good anyway, you know, but it would have been something they would have stayed with given the choice. Um, so, you know, you need to look at yourself and how you want to move forward, which, you know, like remember all the things about yourself that made you strong and brilliant and great and remember how fabulous you are and Take that with you when you're going out again, not this like, oh, gosh, you know, he left me or she left me and, you know, I'm only worth so much. You are you need to just realize what you are worth, even if it's little easy exercises every day, you know. Little things. What's been the most inspiring portion of this work? I think. It's nice to see sometimes the people that come to us. A lot of people, when I run the events, because I run them myself, and they're small and in really nice little settings, and that, 
a lot of people that come to the events come and they say they would never have done it before and when they come and they said they have a really good time and they made new friends because as I said I removed the stigma of dating from the event so come along meet new friends even talk about you know meet new girlfriends or or, or, or men friends and talk about what you've been through because you know that commonality with someone else is so good then you think oh god I'm it's not me then you know other people have done it and enjoy that so seeing people that wouldn't have done it do it makes me very happy and then seeing people that maybe come through to me and obviously you know we 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 spend a lot of time with them because we mentor them through the process and that's the difference with us is that we go with them on the journey and after each date we're there we're there we're there and it takes up a lot of time and energy because you know you're dealing with fairly some fairly broken people that you need to fix in a way and tell them how fabulous they are and how lovely they are and how worth you know how lucky someone will be to get them and I think when you see them pulling back in you know that sort of um faith in themselves and and finding that you know that foot to stand on again whether it's going into another relationship or just getting out and about and meeting new people then you know if you do that for one person then it's 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 worth it well what i hear in that is ultimately helping see helping people see how great they are and perhaps them just feeling like they have some confidence in themselves to just be whether it ends up in a relationship or not <laughs> having a be- ending up with a better relationship with yourself is ultimately <laughs> the number one yeah they like I, in my experience, ultimately, when you have decided to have a better relationship with yourself, uh, what's how the old saying go? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. When you've readied yourself, the relationships you were looking for that you stopped seeking so tragically, they show up. They mm-hmm. show up, and that seems ass backwards. But there's a there's something about an energy of where you're like, I'm good either way that Mm -hmm. attracts somebody else who's also like you know i'm good either way too this could be something interesting Mm -hmm. there's then there's a steadiness and there's an internal strength there's a sexiness to that it's also like wow they don't need me like oh they must got something going on like Mm -hmm. i need me some of that secret sauce what's going on here (laughs) you don't do that air of, of desperation and people might mistake that for you know they might just settle for anyone so they're just like, okay, I'm me, I'm having a good time, I'm out, I'm about. Um, and if, you know, if we happen, you know, to have a chat and we get on and it so goes into a date or whatever, have a tea, whatever, then, and if it doesn't, it's also fine. And that, yeah, it it, it oozes good vibes, nice, relaxed, and it removes that air of, I need a man, I need a woman, you know. And we'll do on a day alone. <laughs> like it's a little clingy. And I, like it's nice for a moment. Like, oh, somebody wants me, but like after a bit, like it'd be smothering. And I think people forget that. It's like a, yeah. it's almost yeah. like a child. Like you don't want to be dating a child ultimately. You want to be dating an adult. You want to be marrying an adult. 
who's capable of having an adult conversation, capable of maintaining themselves as an adult. Um, there's a difference between want, being wanted and being needed. Now, those are mm -hmm. two very, very different concepts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, but, you know, it goes back to what you said very much, you know, about finding themselves. It's exactly, exactly that that they need to do. And it's how you present it to them in, and how they understand it. And I find um, with the 60s and upwards, you have to just, they don't deal in woo-woo, you know, like sit down, journal this out and reflect on this. You have to put it to them as an, you know, because I would just be like, oh, I don't want to hear that stuff. And I would just swear. be like, no, shit. Um, there you go. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, I want somebody just to say to me, sit, get up in the morning and think of three things that you are good at or you were good at or you're going to do today that you didn't do yesterday. And then tick them off that night and think to yourself, well done me. That's how I see that the older generations like it to be late. Then they listen. But if you go, okay, so today you need to get your little journal out and you need to reflect on, no, there's a way in what you put it to them that they listen and then they set up and then they think, I can do that. I love what you just brought out there because that is understanding context and knowing the person you're serving, which is a universal concept in all things, whether it's business, relationships, you name it. Knowing who you're talking to, which ironically is also probably what your customers, your clients should know, like, remember who you're talking to. If you're talking to somebody and like, know what they want, understand how they want to be communicated. That's probably how they're going to react. Um, especially, you know, oh, what am I, 36? So I, I'm actually what's considered- You're only a baby. You're only a baby. There we go. Make me, make me blush a little bit. <laughs> um, Look at that smile. <laughs> smile. You really are making me blush. Uh, apparently, I'm what is known as a geriatric millennial, which I think is a hysterical term in and of itself. Um, but like my generation, I'm kind of like, I feel like the beginning of, hey, we're going to talk a little more about feelings, that woo-woo kind of stuff is more open. And and even I'm still like tail end. And, mm -hmm. I, and I am especially as a man in my age bracket, way more open. Like I am, a, I'm a walking anomaly. I'm not unaware of this. So people understanding, like you got to meet people where they're at. It's not to say that that generation won't get there, but if you start in like this float around in the esoteric, hmm. that's not going to land. They probably want, as you're saying, something practical, pragmatic, quick, especially hmm. if you're talking about well, they're, they're in more of a rush. They feel like they're older in life. They don't have as much time. Hmm. Don't sit and make them do, you know, eight hour long essays. Like that's probably not, probably not going to get done and they're not going to do the damn work. So that's, no. that's, that was very insightful. I think that that's super practical for people to think like, just go and talk to them and say the direct thing and move along with your life. Um, brevity is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's because, again, you know, like, 
Oh, you're, so you're a geriatric millennial. Well, I can call myself a baby, a baby, 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 baby boomer because, <laughs> again, I said, so I don't know which is, I think geriatric millennial is worse. <laughs> I love it. I act like an old man already. I have very consistent habits. I don't like my schedule being messed with in any way, shape or form. My wife, I'm currently learning, because my, my wife is a fifth grade teacher, so, and she deals with a lot of like special needs. Apparently I have a lot of like on the spectrum tendencies of all those things. So I'm starting to learn a lot of my stuff just from my oh, wife kind yeah. of like teaching me about myself, which is hilarious. <laughs> but, um, oh, I love it. Those things though, isn't it? Those are other things as well. There's so many people nowadays. I mean, a friend of mine now, she's about, she's about, no, she's turned 50 actually. She's just been diagnosed with ADHD. You know, and those, like a lot of people from the boomer generation have that and they wonder, and it was, you know, they'll go undiagnosed and it it affects quite a lot of stuff that you do and how you see yourself. Um, so, you know, you just, and you can't get tested for it. You have to go private to get tested for it. Um, I suppose it's different from, from, from the USA, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that comes out in you later in life that you know it's like dyslexia was never a thing when we were younger and and people were just judged on that so I know I find that there'll be more things personality wise or you know that affect your personality that will come out as we get older but I doubt very much many 50 and 60 and 70 somethings will be getting diagnosed for ADHD mm, no, you just probably, have to take it with them probably not well out of curiosity is there anything you're noticing in the trends of like people that are 50 plus that they are embracing that is new that people might not have thought of sex oh hey <laughs> it's not you <laughs> so it's being more as in like it's being more openly discussed or yeah. what's, really yeah you know you see yeah, yeah i get you know clients in their 50s and 60s and a few in their 70s they're all like they're all interested in finding a partner for active a good active sex life and again people perceive you know that when you get to that age you, know, you don't do it or you don't do it a lot and that is not the case it might be a little different approached and a little differently and you know but the 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 importance of it is there um and the regularity of it is there um and recently in the uk there was an article in the paper and it was that the over 65s have the highest sti rates in the uk so garden centers had started to put condoms into seat packets so that they could buy them <laughs> <laughs> you know the stigma people looking at them <laughs> of all the things i thought i was going to learn today that did not even <laughs> remotely cross my mind <laughs> condoms in seed so essentially in a way for them to kind of marrows <laughs> i know i wouldn't have thought of like grow a marrow <laughs> I gotta go stop at the garden center again. I gotta, I gotta get some more petunias or whatever. <laughs> They're really just going for a pack of rubbers. 
<laughs> wow. Things that you would not anticipate being like market changers. That would never have dawned upon me. No. Ever. Man. Amazing. That makes me want to open a garden center just to <laughs> have, offer that as a side benefit. <laughs> that yeah. made my day. You made my day just from that. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, you know, it's like, it's all going on. Tyson, my dog, wants to, of course, join the show. Come here, buddy. Come to daddy. You've been a sassy boy. There he goes. Um, very good. Hello, Tyson. Tyson's got his little bumblebee thing on here. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, shit. He is something else. He's oh. been getting very attached of late, especially since my wife oh. had last week off. So now he uh, is literally hanging all over me like a child so wants lots of attention but okay you can go back down here so you're going to be part of the part part of the part oops there he is um i'm going to ask a quick uh, curious question what have you learned about yourself in this whole journey of dating coaching matchmaking this this building relationships for this this whole thing this is I mean what a unique adventure you've been on yeah yeah and and you know I'm continually going on it now I find about myself was that I am a happy single um when I did split up from my ex I started to date again you know that's when I was went online dating and it wasn't a good experience but I just done it because I thought I should be doing it but I actually realized I don't need I don't need to have that sort of relationship. I don't have time now for it. I'm fulfilled. Still got, you know, like kids at home. My youngest is 17, but that won't be for long because she's going to university next year. Um, and I've been a parent for 30 years. My eldest is 30 this year, and my other boy's 25. So I've always been busy. I've got two dogs. I work very hard. And that kind of fulfills me at the minute. I have good friends, good family. I find that there's, I think the main thing I have found on this journey is that you don't need romantic love to fulfill you. Mm. As long as you've got good friends, good family. And I'm from an Irish family, so I'm one of seven, but they're all in Northern Ireland, mm. but still very close. Um, then I don't know. I think I don't need. I find out now that I don't need that, and I probably don't want it. Um, again, though, you know, if Mister Fabulously Wonderful comes along, and you know, but I'm not looking for him. That's a good thing. Well, kind of like what we talked about before. It sounds like you put yourself into a place of strength, like when you don't need, and you're just good on you. Like you, you leave yourself open but it doesn't mean you're dependent on that for you enjoying a fulfilling and robust life with meaningful relationships. There's plenty of other ways to hack it. Are you seeing this right here? Yeah. Talk yep, about, yep. talk about relationships of somebody who is a bossy little boy. I know. Ready? And like he's trying to move, he knows exactly where the lens is so he can grab the attention. He is, he is a ham. He might've learned that from me. I, I don't I, try, Well, I was I, just going to say, mm, I wonder where he got that from. Yeah. I don't shy away from the camera. I'll be honest, but um, my mother, look. she's 
80 in our uh, Irish and ADC would say he didn't get that from the back doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I love your, I love accents in general, but I love your accent. It is phenomenal. It is truly exquisite. I appreciate, you. I appreciate you sharing that though. And I think right now in humanity, not just older age, but across the, especially now that I've, personally floated around in the internet space and I've gotten to know people local and abroad and all that, that I find that there's just like a profound loneliness amongst people and I'm equating it to being I think there's a, a, a we're having experiencing societally a, a spiritual health crisis Tyson come here dude you're being a little naughty um, I think people have lost this is my belief People have lost their sense of who they are and what their purpose is. And I think in so many ways, we've attached surface level assignments to what our value is. My job title, who I'm married to, who I'm dating, who whatever that thing is. And of course, like those things can change, whether there's a death, whether you get lose your job, whether there's a pandemic, all those things. And all of a sudden, your identity can just get wiped out. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that deeper sense of self, I'm calling it spiritual health, a spiritual well-being. Mm -hmm. That's a that could be catastrophic in in yeah, how you yeah. adapt. Yeah, yeah, and it does happen. You know, it, it happens, and I think you know. Again, when you mentioned the pandemic, the pandemic has so much to do. Like people were lonely before the pandemic, but after it people have not ventured out you know or gone back in society it's it's quite scary yeah when you you know when you think of the 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 absolute devastation of loneliness and and the you know what it can do to health um well it's the biggest killer isn't it really well yeah well especially if i think the pandemic more exposed and or accelerated what was already happening yeah and it right. made it very obvious like you couldn't be like huh like no there's a lot of people now like you see it with the mental health stuff which the mental health and physical health like you're seeing obesity skyrocketing you're seeing suicides skyrocketing mm -hmm. these are just the ends of the extreme of a lack of center and well, I think your type of work is so valuable beyond whether enough somebody finds a mate, hmm. finds a, a life partner is more the sense of like your own, like you don't have to be alone, especially everything you talk about. Like learn how to just come have fun. Learn how yeah. to take the pressure off. Learn mm -hmm. how to just be yourself, damn it. And like then yeah. you have a platform to start from. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Because life is very short, you know, and 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 quoting my younger sister Lisa, we're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> That's true. yes, I love that quote. We're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean people need to be reckless with it either. I think people hear that and they're like, oh, you know, just like oh, you're just gonna yeah. be some daredevil, whatever. Yeah. No, like a good time also can mean forging deep and meaningful relationships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And enjoying just every day, you know, for what it is, instead of getting up and, and, and going, 
oh, another day. You know, like appreciate every day that you're able to get up and do something, you know, because you don't know when the day comes when you're not able to get up. You know, I, I think that health is people underestimate health, as you say, whether it be mental health or health health. And to me, that's your number one. That's your number one. If you have that, then everything else is workable. But if you don't have your health, then you haven't got much else. You know, if you if you're ill to the point that you can't enjoy yourself or ill to the point that you're actually not going to be around are things that people don't realize on a day-to-day -day basis that they, when they are well and health and fitness is to get out and do stuff when you can because who knows the day or when that day will come that you can't and then you look at all everything that's fabulous and outside and the life that's there that was there but you didn't make the best of it and now you can't get out into it you know even to sit down and people watch or just enjoy people going by or go for your dog walk or anything so I think people you know need to take that we step back and think about being well and being able to do things and appreciating you know the body that they have their mind that they have but we don't tend to do that much Well, it's one of those things you don't appreciate it until it's gone. Then you're like, oh, wait, I did care about that. And it takes a lot of consistent work to just maintain it, not just to like get better at it, just to maintain it is, is it's work. It's not some passive thing you just don't put any effort into. It's always there. Yeah. Out of yeah. curiosity, like with your own clients, are you finding people that do endeavor to have a more of an active lifestyle do you find that they are able to go through your process and increase their odds so you, do you find they're more successful in finding a, a more suitable mate a more suitable partner well what we do and the way that we do it is that we only take like-minded people on obviously you know our packages are not well they're not we as far <laughs> For over here, you thought for America that we, we would be charging a lot more, but they're not cheap. So they're going to attract only people that can afford them. Um, now, we do provide resources and ebooks and stuff for people who can't afford our resources. So we try and support them as well in our own way and offer free, you know, workshops and, and a certain amount of free workshops because you can't just alienate people from dating just because they can't afford it. Everyone has a right and, and deserves to be able to. So we try and provide all those resources, the same talks for free and webinars and things. So on that side, we do that. On the people that come to us and pay, you know, and also the events are cheaper. Anyone can come to an event. You don't have to be a member. Um, and the people that have our membership packages, well, we have a good, I work in a really good collaboration and I have a really good network. So I've got my own network going as well. And in that there, if they listen to, you know, to the advice that we try to give them when they start, you know, it's they tend to do um, because they don't want me ringing them up saying, well, you know, Tell explain to me now why you wouldn't date that guy or explain to me why you didn't date that woman, you know, because I need to know because I'm finding you these these dates to go on. So I find if they follow that and listen to what we're trying to to guide them, the direction, 
then they have more chance, especially in their 50s. In their 60s, it's 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 a harder horse to turn because there's more gone in there, there's more expectations. Though that doesn't say we don't, but it's just a harder, harder job for us because there is a lot of expectation that they're they're what they're looking for is what they're going to get you know they they the relationship shopping list um so it takes us a bit longer to manage that but we tend to get wouldn't mean we get them dates we send them on dates they get on with people but when they get into their later 60s i think it's that mid to late 60s but because in their 70s then they're more grateful and they want to meet somebody and they're more flexible. It just seems to be that bit in the fifth, in the mid sixties that they become more set in their ways and they're going to stay that and they're not going to flex on it. And then when they get into the seventies, they think, actually, I might just flex on that now, <laughs> you know, and then their fifties, they're still flexible. Um, I find it so quite easy to, to match people and then have dates like have people dating but I have always got people dating in their 60s but they're always coming back to me with picky little things and I say no 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 just look at the positives they seem to look at the neg look exactly what you said in the beginning do they look at the negatives instead of the positives they seem to go in there and look for what she didn't do right or she didn't ask this question or he talked too much and didn't ask me anything about myself so that seems to be the biggest thing with the mid to late 60s is that, and especially with men, where they go in to the date and I don't know if because they're nervous or not and they just start talking about themselves and they talk and they talk and they talk about themselves and then they ask a question to the lady and then she starts to answer it and she can tell that they're just waiting for her to finish so that they can talk about themselves again. So they're not really interested in her answer. So with men I have on my books at that age, that's the hardest thing we have to get them to do is to is to be interesting and interested. But we have success, but it's not easy success in their mid to late sixties. It's not easy. And you that's why we're I stubborn. Think, we're a little stubborn. We get a little more stubborn as we go. <laughs> as I say, it's not easy to turn that horse. Well, I got to imagine there's an interesting, it's so curious you're saying this though, like what a, like 60s, like just that decade there, very so different where you said there's there's more open-mindedness 50s and then 70s. Mm -hmm. What, like, the only things I can start thinking about, like what are some big shifts in lifestyle, what's happening there in 60s is, Historically, that's kind of the retirement age. Start thinking about like the tail end of life. It's, you're starting the end in a way where like 50s is like you're kind of ending the middle. And then 70s is like, well, I'm kind of going now. Like yeah. I'm on the I'm on the path. I kind of figured out some of the initial stuff. Like, I'd rather just share the road. Like, yeah, you expect less in in you know. You 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 then get to probably the values you should have been looking for before, you know, which you're you will easily go now. You go, you know, if if they're interested in conversation, if they're polite, it could be a value to you. If you know, if if they enjoy 
certain amount of things you like you don't have to enjoy everything there's always a new thing you can bring to the party you know you don't have to everything doesn't have to align but you know you you look for less you accept less and you actually find that you get like a fabulous person um which we try to tell them to do a wee bit earlier on than that but people in their 60s now you know they're still 60 is young now it's fit they're healthy they still think that they don't really need to match up with someone in their 60s you know whereas actually they do <laughs> they do still they still see themselves a decade or two younger than that which i guess in, in many ways is a good thing like still have that joie de vie and that kind of yeah. that the energetic side of you hi you have got to be a little more respectful dude i've already taken care of you um <laughs> what an interesting framework what uh, you brought up values there and i i love i mean one of the most important things that i ever was exposed to was discussing four values and that came early in my career ironically um i think that gets if you get put into like leadership positions and stuff like that eventually you run into some of that personal development stuff leadership development stuff but i think that what most people see themselves as is a is a leader <laughs> and he's driving me nuts um here we'll take another one for you bud um i think that the discussion around core values early and often would benefit so many people what is is there an openness to have that conversation what what does that look like with you guys with 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 your clients because that's I love that you're saying like, wow, by the time I hit 70, I was like, oh, no, let's get back to that. Like, this is, this is all I really do care about. Everything else is kind of like, cool, almost bonus. That's kind of what I was hearing in that. What does that conversation look like? Um, well, I always say, you know, when they're going out uh, on a, on a date, just to be, you know, mindful of the way your date behaves. Does it match in with your values? You know, um, you know, was, I don't mean necessarily opening doors or things like that. I mean, in how people speak to, to, to restaurant or, or um, cafe staff or, you know, how they have conducted the date with you, how you have conducted, you know, you know, if, if, if someone asks you a question, you know, just don't answer it and then move on. Just ask, you know, again, it's being interested, asking, you know, well, what will your thoughts be on that? So, you know, right away that they value the same things in life as you do which before you've even found out you know if you have you know if you like the same tv programs if you like the same sports you know to me that is the first thing you like you know do they make eye contact with you when you're talking to them um and i mean they, again there could be other reasons like i don't know but these are things that would be important to me if someone couldn't make eye contact with me on a date then I would not be going on a second date. And you know, you watch, you watch people how they behave. And they'll either behave and you'll go, mm, or you'll go, nope. Um, so behaviors are a big thing in values. Um, I try to make them realize that, you know, you could get a very, you know, very, very, you know, sexy looking lady, but she might be an absolute bitch. You know? Ruth. Truth and other side around too. On the oh, male end. I think I love that you way you said that because uh, Ty, you're gonna sit here, buddy. You're being rude right now. Daddy's a little disappointed with you. Um, 
I love how you you use the lens of behaviors to see how people are expressing similar values. Mm-hmm. You like not once you're like, did you ask them about like what do they make with their job? What they pull up? What card they pull up in? And none of that shit. Like none of that shit matters ultimately because no. on your deathbed you're not going to care. Yeah, I yeah. love the subtleties and people have like it's again coming back to like how bar how low the bar is right now looking somebody in the eye is seen as like (laughs) super high up the ladder but from a simple notion of what you're talking like that's just being respectful Uh asking a curious question you Mm -hmm. said it before like are you just asking questions to wait for your own response that doesn't that doesn't line up do you really ty come here right now you're going to get a bad report card to mom. Um, those little subtle things in volume. And I, and I, I, what's the other thing you brought out? You talk about like, how do you treat the wait staff? How do you treat the other people in the round? Like those are interesting ways to start looking how they interact with the entire environment. There's a lot of people who can sling it. Like, I know how to, I know how to date really well. I know how to like make sure they feel like they're the center of the world. But do you show that? type of integrity with everybody in your life. And that's a very different construct. I think that that is why I love why you brought that out because now you're seeing more of their general persona. How do they really conduct themselves in life? If you are, if you're going to date them and or marry them, you're kind of hitching yourself to that wagon. You're almost guilty by association. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love how you distilled that into the behaviors and how you're looking at it in a very simple way and you're like cool this is at least how what i need to see on date one for me to even say date two those are Mm -hmm. that's a very small minimum threshold to say we can take the next step you do enough of those things and and i'm sure that the 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 scale of what type of behaviors are whether it was i'm a big one on holding the door saying please and thank you and all that stuff (laughs) simply because it's just not being in- that's you that's the way you are that is your value you 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 that is how you've been brought up or how you behave not everybody does that and i think it's a, a shame and it's not about like it's just about consideration and if you're not angled to be considerate that way it, well, how do you think well how do you think they're going to treat you when you're going through a rough patch together are yeah. they going to just bulldoze through you because they don't because they're just centered on their thing or do you want them to be a little mindful of like oh well you're a person in my life i still want to make sure are you okay do you still say like my wife and i we still say please and thank you we still say thank you if we just did a little thing like a the laundry or made dinner or something like that you're in my estimation you should always be dating long after the honeymoon phase long after the first time you get laid together like that stuff's fun and cool but like yeah that's why you're I, I wanted to make sure like those things you shared there was brought out a little more because I think those are key indicators of just how you exist. And that takes yeah. practice to make sure that's part of all of your daily life to make sure that that you show up consistently. Like, that's not that's not easy. It's like just being stronger. You didn't just build the muscle overnight. It took years of practice. I, I, I love that. I love that your response to that value stuff because I think people think that that's just like some game you play as opposed to, no, this is who I am. Yeah. And that's an expression of me. That is why somebody will feel confident or 
safe or whatever to take the next step with me as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can teach my dog know, these things. <laughs> which is, you know, when you think of it, it's so important and it's really more important than whether they're a six foot and, you know, or, you know, executive management or because that doesn't determine their values, you know, or what weight they are or anything. These parameters that online dating have learned us to set, maybe possibly ruling out, you know, the love of her life because he could be five foot eleven, you know, um, and 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 immediately you've 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 left swiped. I think that's right. Um, you know, because I don't even he, know. I don't know if it's a left or a right. To be honest, with you, left right to... answer because you're married. <laughs> See, there we go. I, for the record, I did. I joined one dating site once what was it, eHarmony or something like that i was at a low point never matched with anybody never nothing i met some girl through a friend uh like a week later it was more like a symbol to me like i opened myself up to being in a new relationship but i have no concept of what the online dating world is because i maybe opened it once and it was on my computer so like not a clue not a clue Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I interrupted. I apologize. No, no, no. It's uh, it, 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 it breeds a funny mindset. Then you know, for people that have had a bad experience to come off it, and then they want to come to us, it's trying to remove that, all that wrong that's in there, all that expectation. You know, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, they've got a funny A. Oh, I don't like that shirt they're wearing. Oh, he's only five foot three. Oh, you know. I don't like the shirt he's wearing. Oh, my God. He's a window cleaner. Oh, my God. You know, it just is. It's just all wrong. What if they're just a happy person that makes you feel loved and appreciated? That might be a great place to start because I think that's stuff that people forget. Like, there's a million ways to make money. And there's a million ways, but man, if you don't enjoy the people you're around, you're going to, you're going to hate your life. You're going to hate your life. And I'd much rather be around somebody who's got some simple job, Mm -hmm. feels fulfilled every day, who goes home and loves on their people and makes them feel valued and validated. That's a. Yeah. And and (laughs) makes enough to to survive and, and do nice things in life yeah and and nice is also a relative thing like maybe they just love to garden every weekend i don't know like whatever Uh, that means yes exactly Um, but that would be important to someone absolutely and being honest and transparent of like this is just what i like to do is cool i mean if you're somebody who wants to fly planes for a life like okay you need to figure that you need to sort that out that's a different financial obligation you probably need to go put yourself in different circles there but (laughs) um yeah, all that stuff. I can't. I apologize. This is three days in a row that he has just gone off the wall bonkers. Do you see this? He's pawing at the thing. No, I can't. Can see his tea. Oh, see him now. <laughs> He's got a big old smile. He just wants to. He wants to be part of the conversation. Yeah. He, hears, he hears all this love coming from your side of the pond, and he's like, <laughs> "I just want to be part. I want to be part of it." He yeah. knows I've got two dogs here behind the screen. That's what it is. He knows. He knows when friends are around. my dear you have been absolutely lovely today if somebody's listening and they're like yo i need more jackie in my life whether i want to be in the social or i just want to be friends with her i want to connect or maybe i'm looking 
wherever they land on all the spectrums of everything they've heard, all the things. Yeah. What would be the best way for somebody to connect with you? Um, well, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and um, also um, my email is Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-I at select-connections.com. And that's directly to me. Um, and yeah, I'm all, you know, like if anyone needs any help or advice or just wants to connect on socials, why not? Love it. Well, I will make sure I put that in the show notes because you're just fantastic. Whenever you have a social over here, I'm going to go show up at the social as a friend, as a platonic, a platonic partner in the, in the, the socialization aspect. I will gladly be the youngest person in the room. I love. You will definitely be the youngest person in the room by a long shot. Well, maybe I'll do some like exercise stuff. We'll do some breath work. I'll talk about feelings. We'll open that door. Yes. Core values. I'm already planting the seed here. We're going to have a good time. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I would enjoy that very much. Maybe have a sneaky wee glass of wine after. (laughs) Or during. Why not? Let's do it. (laughs) I'm here for a glass of wine. (laughs) Before Brilliant. we go, oh, what, been uh, fabulous. oh, this has been lovely. Um, I can't wait till I get to meet you in person and just give you a big hug. If you couldn't tell. I know, it'd be great, won't it? We will. Um, before we go, what is some parting words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to leave our audience with? Oh, advice. Um, well, I suppose, you know, we, we talked about quite a lot today, all to do with, with well-being. And I suppose the most important to me is to that, we were just saying it's a short, you know, we have a very short window on this planet. And if there's anything that you can take from what either of us said today to make it any better, then get in touch. Because I am so willing to give any advice that will help anyone. Um, because even if there's one thing that you say that changes someone, then it's worth it. So, yep, it, there, it, it's important that we can do anything to make the best out of whatever we have left in this life, whether it's 30, 40, 50 or 10 or 20 years or two. We just have to enjoy every minute. You got me in my feels right now. God, I love you. You're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. This is fantastic. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for anybody who's listening. Her information is going to be in the show notes. Make sure you connect. Maybe we'll social. Maybe we'll, we'll see. All the fun oh, things. We'll be social and don't you worry. That Got is a threat, not a promise. <laughs> yes, let's do it. I love let's it. Let's do this thing. Well, friends, make sure you go connect with Jackie. I've got Tyson right now. He's going to wave goodbye because he's probably a hungry boy. That's why he wants to yeah. get him more involved. As well. Exactly. I can't say the D word out loud, though, because then he'll really go banana sandwiches. But thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thank you for everybody for listening. And until next time, I remind you to love everybody.